Choice them in the chipping door, Cause I'm gonna stand by Hello everyone, welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly Sunday morning. I'm in Tamworth ahead of the New Haven Park Country Championships and more on that later today. Uh, yesterday at Royal Randwick, Animo stole the show. We had this wonderful finish in the surround, but there was more than that. Every single race sim- seemed to deliver something on that 10 race program. Here to go through it all. With me at Randwick yesterday, Ron Doversy and Corey Brown. Yeah, it's one of these shows we don't want to waste time, but no. there were so many highlights, and I think you said it all. The champ was on show, and what a race. The surround stakes, there was just you know, anything could have won the last yeah, Everything <laughs> happened on the day. Yeah, no, great day's racing, loved it. All right, what about Animo? Has he got greater, Ronnie? Was he, did yesterday make him greater? Uh, I think, well, obviously, every win makes him greater, and I think... You know, the, uh, there's debate about whether he's a champion. I think the best way to uh, isolate that is go and not look at his wins. If you go and have a look at this horse's losses, um, in a in a Blue Diamond where he should have won, a Golden Slippery should have won, a Golden Rose I reckon he should have won, and that's not even talking about the protest that he lost in a Cox Plate that I still think he should have got. So, <laughs> that, if you think of that, he, if what could have happened. Uh, he'd be one of the elite champions, but he's a champion. Look at him here. Yeah, he was just so arrogant yesterday. Like, And I know that's the way James has been wanting to ride the horse. I remember when Tommy Berry rode him at Rosehill one day and Tommy said the same thing. He's just, he's a, he's a chase horse. You know, I know he, he's got, you know, plenty of strings to his bow. He can race up on speed. But yesterday with the good tempo, getting back, just chasing them, running them down. I mentioned to James after the race, I said, do you think that's his best win? And forget the title of the race. Um, just the way that he done it yesterday, I just think it was arrogant and just un- unbelievable, to be honest. Yeah, he's a brute, all right. He's a, he's a, and you're right. He, he, he is better ridden back, and we, we, we always uh, in that going into that race yesterday, we thought it was a, going to be a slowly run race. Mm. There's just no tempo on paper, which can backfire, as we saw. Yep. But James adjusted to that situation and loved the situation. Yep. And um, that's that's why. He, He's such a good horse because he, if we do get into slowly run race, he can take up, he can lead. He, yeah. he, can, he can sit third, he can sit second, he can sit last. And that, that, that was taught to him early and that cost him a few races going right back. But uh, he's more mature now and it was all, all he had to worry about from here on him was a Arapaho where <laughs> he was going to take him. I could read James's mind too. She was just, she, was give, she wasn't giving him that half a length that he needed. He just started to get right up, on, you know, right up underneath James and travel really strong. But um, once she popped it about the six, seven hundred and just dragged him into the race and even James said, he said for, not, you know, it wasn't a fancy runner, but it took him everywhere that he needed to go. Mm. Um, Fangirl was very good again. This Coolmore Classic is going to be unbelievable. And some of these mares coming along for that race, and she's probably near the top of the tree considering the opposition that she's taken on at the weight for age. Uh, she just gets held up for a stride behind there, probably loses a length yeah. and mem- with momentum. And probably had to come back to the worst part of that track, Ronnie, and nothing really made ground. There was a couple of in secret. She went back there and... Yeah, it just wasn't wasn't the place to be. What about the run of Montefilia? She was enormous. Yeah, she was enormous first up, sitting off, minding her own business out the back and running the sectionals late. Uh, Mawanga, he, I, I think he likes being ridden aggressively and he, he was really tough there. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And 
What else do we want to say? Hinge got chopped out in the straight there, and um, uh, she's she's always around the mark. And if we get a soft track, she, we can give her going into the future. She can be, be a force to be reckoned with as well. But a really good race, and um, yeah, we can't wait to see him again. Really, he's that, he's got everyone hooked in now. Yep, he's he's great. Okay, well, where do we see him again? We, we're going to talk about that with James Cummings uh, in this interview coming up. But Winks would go via the George Ryder to the Queen Elizabeth. They're talking maybe the Ranvet. And, and I hope they're talking about the Queen Elizabeth because Vincock said we'll make a decision about the Queen Elizabeth after a race like the Ranvet because all eyes are on uh, Royal Ascot. But yesterday, which you'll hear in the James Cummings interview, the, the, the Queen Elizabeth is firmly on the table. Corey, where would you go? Was he, is he likely to go to a George Ryder? Would you step him straight up to 2,000? I would, yeah. I, I think he's he's ready for it. Like he, yesterday in the yard, he looked, you know, like he looked like he was having his fourth running. He looked really fit, really focused. Um, yeah, I, I'd have no reserves, but about going to the 2,000 metres. They haven't made any, mis any mistakes with him yet. I think whatever they pick, it'll be the right race. The way they they analyse yeah. things, they look up at the makeup of the field and how it sets up. And yeah. uh, I think they're they'd have both bases covered, whatever race they run in. Yeah. Well, let's go and hear from uh, James Cummings and James McDonald and all the other jocks after the race. That's the opportunity that Animo gets to show himself when there's proper pace in a race. And uh, he was just six lengths back, coiled up, ready to ready to launch when uh, when some quality horses were up there vying for the lead early. And he hasn't always been able to do that since he's turned four and, and, and in some of his three-year-old races. He's, he, he's, he's, uh, he's found himself in lots of slowly run races. And, uh, and you can't put margins on horses necessarily in slowly run races at weight for age and, and, and today he was able to do that and I, I dare say that he did give a bit of a wow factor for James there but he certainly did on, at track work on Tuesday morning too. He, he worked well enough on Tuesday to be winning a Canterbury Stakes next week let alone uh, a, a Chipping Norton today and, and, and that's, the, that's the great thing about him. He's got that natural pace as well and he's, and he's, uh, he's got tactical speed but geez, um, he's, a, he's a genuine weight for age star and, uh, and he's, got, he's got a big finish that's... That, Proves, proves that the horse is often hard to hold out. When will you decide George Ryder, Ranvet, or is it locked in? Well, we've got uh, three weeks to the to the, to the the Ranvet or the George Ryder, if we wish to go that way. Uh, we'll give ourselves some time. We'll get through next weekend, I'd say, and uh, and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll continue to make sure that we have a, a solid plan to stick to when it comes to his assault on Royal Ascot. We'll nominate him for the, the Queen Anne and the Prince of Wales, but... Uh, but we do particularly like the look of the Queen Anne for him, and uh, and yet we dare not get ahead of ourselves because he's got some targets here at first in Australia that he needs to uh, that, that he needs to aim at, and and and, it, and he needs to achieve those races before he's uh, before he's you know from our perspective a, a, a certain starter overseas. Okay, well that include the Queen Elizabeth because it sounds now like the Queen Elizabeth isn't a certainty. Well, look, I would have. I, I, I think it'd be disappointing to have run in the Queen Elizabeth as a three-year-old and not as a four-year-old, and we would. So we would love to be there, um, and and uh, as long as we've got the horse just humming along like like we have this afternoon, and he's uh, and he's and he's cruising into that target in good form. But so far, he's uh, he's had a faultless campaign. We, we've uh, we've really been pleased with the way he's built up, and uh, and I can just see him continuing to progress. So. There's no, uh, there's, there's, there's no reason from my perspective that he shouldn't be lining up in the Queen Elizabeth. He was just a real lad in the gates. I had, a, I had hinged next to me, I reckon. He was just sparking up him a little bit, being in there for a little, little while. Not too long, but just enough to get him a little bit agitated, being a stallion, but he, um, he was curled up and exploded today. So 
he was wicked. I've been saying a long time, I, three, four pairs back, explosive. Karen McAvoy, fangirl. Great run, she got a lovely trip around and, and, and put forward a fantastic effort. Hugh Bowman, Mawonga. Oh, proud of him again, consistent horse, but uh, Animo's just too good. Ryan Maloney, Laws of Indices. Uh, Reading conservative today, hit line nicely. Dylan Gibbons, Montefilia. Yeah, come back in terrific order. Obviously, Mile was touched short, but she couldn't have come back any better. Brenton Abdullah unhinged. Yeah, she raced really well. Um, she just obviously likes to change up speed, sort of, in these sorts of run races. But I just presented her to sort of get rolling early and then got a little bit of crowded for him there, half up the straight, which just sort of lost her spot. But I've got no doubt without that, she probably wants a clear top three without winning. Okay, not in the uh, rider market from what I can see here. Uh, the Ranvet Stakes, he would be a dollar eighty favourite. Dollar eighty favourite in the Ranvet. Uh, Fangirl at eight dollars and Alan Kerr at eleven dollars. Uh, you're looking at the George Ryder market, but it looks as though the Ranvet is the preferred option. Um, and then, of course, hopefully on to the Queen Elizabeth. Maybe Ronnie and, and Corey. It's um, it's got a lot to do with what other horses could go to the rider. Yeah, I think them. so. I think that's why they haven't made a distinct decision. Yeah. You know, he, they, they, he can go to either race, and obviously you pick the softer option to keep that record intact. And and obviously they're they're thinking of um, in the back of their head the timing and how the how to present him. In a, if he goes to a Queen Elizabeth, yeah, what's the best race to lead up? And then they're thinking a Royal Ascot. She's like, I could be the hat carrier going. Imagine carrying <laughs> yeah. all James's hat over to Royal Ascot. How many would he have? <laughs> it's a big team. <laughs> big it's team. a big team. I'll put my hand up. <laughs> Let's uh, hear from uh, Annabelle Nisham after the performance of Mwanga and Laws of Indices. Very tough. Mwanga did it tough, sort of both ends. Um, he's just shown he's probably one of the most consistent horses in Australia, um, never runs a bad race. We'll see how he pulls up. There's obviously lots of options for him going forward. And Laws of Indices, another gallant effort. He never runs a bad race either. So they're two absolute war horses for our stable. Um, just tough to get past Anime. That was about 40 minutes after her uh, big Group 1 victory in the surround, which we will get to. Uh, isn't Alligator Blood just the perfect horse to be trained by Gay Waterhouse, guys? Oh, unbelievable. And horse. I reckon he's gone to another level after that win yesterday. He's tough. He's, gee, he's tough. To think at one stage we were never going to get him back when he had that uh, kissing spine or whatever he had. Yeah. And he he just took a sit yesterday. He didn't he didn't take ownership of the race, and he just he, he's got a great heart, hasn't he? A great heart, and that's a lovely return, uh, Mr. Brightside's a good horse and he was very good again. He's a Doncaster Mile winner and and the first time I've just been a little bit left a little flat with I'm Thunderstruck. Yeah, he, he was there to he run to win. He, he did run, run to win. win. Um, but he's a good horse, but he he just was left me a little bit flat the way he didn't finish off yesterday. Um, Nugget may have been ridden a little upside down. He's not really a leader, I don't think. I don't think there's anyone riding better than Blake Shin at the moment. Yeah, no, he's, he's a terrific right rider, yeah. great tactician, and didn't have much luck in the two-year-old race, but we'll get to that later. Yep. $15 in a Queen Elizabeth Stakes alligator blood. Let's go to the surround stakes. What a finish. Uh, we won't see too many finishes like this uh, where they're stretched across the track and the horse least likely <laughs> to win gets up to put its nose in front, sunshine in Paris. Wow, it's, uh, this filly has just come such a long way in such a short time uh, after winning a Canberra Maid in November, um, admittedly looking the part there, but to think that she could get to this level in one preparation, in, still in her first preparation, and 
lovely ride. Got her home. It was a good ride. I, I, I didn't see her. I, I, <laughs> I did not see her. I heard Darren Flindell, oh, and sunshine in Paris through the middle. I said, he's going crackers. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just uh, a brilliant race. It was a great race. A lot of jockeying going on. Top of the straight, Jay Mack and Huey having a bit of a, not an argy-bargy, just a bit of a rub. And Huey had to change change angles and go back to the inside on in secret. But what a race. It was just action-packed, basically, from yeah. the top of the straight. I, you know, I just don't know where to start. Like you say, that incident on the point of the turn, where he just left a little, the door a little ajar, yeah. ajar and Huey says, I'm going to get you here. <laughs> and then he was going too well, though, yeah. McDonald. Yeah. He, and Huey realised that he didn't persevere. No. And then he took his medicine, and that filly's who got you to think she missed the place. Yeah. Uh, she, she was excellent. I'm not saying she wasn't ready for the race, but just being first up, just a little fresh. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I thought she ran unbelievable. Like, she ran great, especially, like you said, Ronnie, that little bit fresh from the 600 through to the 400 when he could see what Huey was going to do. He, he didn't rev it, but he just, yeah, he, he, she was under pressure. Like, she was really up in the bridle and just sort of raced that little bit keen just for that probably furlong. Yeah, look, in secret, she was terrific again, and by probably race seven, the fence was going off. Yeah. Uh, it was good early on, but I just think the, that off the fence dried out quicker during the day, and that was evident come the last couple of races, and uh, interesting to see, I wouldn't think they'd take her to the mile, there'd be other options for her, and after looking at the head-on of this race, uh, she was unbelievable, the different form here, ruthless dame, I thought she won, but she was, the last thousand metres of this race, she was wide no cover. I'm not saying it was a big disadvantage this stage of the day, but considering she was second up after a year off, yep. and she's, the pedigree she's got being by Tavistock, she will go to the mile with a lot of confidence. I was left a little flat um, with the horse I've been waiting, waiting, waiting for for the next time, and that's Madame Pomering. Uh, so, but I, I'm not gonna sack her, and yeah, well, you could go, you know, just down the page here. It was just a she, she, she's a, an amazing a race. She's a belter. Have a look at its run. Yeah, run yeah, through she, the line she well. She's just caught keen. Yeah, yesterday. caught she me eye just the last sort of 50, 100 metres. She run through the line really well. Tyler thought he won. He did a, a bit of a Greg <laughs> Hall there. Yeah. <laughs> You're happy to run second. <laughs> hey. Well, have you, have you ever done that? No, I've never. No, no. no. Not that I remember anyway. He wouldn't have slept well last night. No. Tyler, but he'll get over it. He will. He's got plenty more group ones the, the, to be riding in and, and uh, get his result. Here's the, what, the old team to back together, if you, if you have a look at this <laughs> caption here. Uh, you know, the old team back together and they're fighting it out and the number goes up. Wouldn't you like, what would you, what do you think he's thinking that David used to think? <laughs> oh, I reckon he said, I reckon he would be thinking, we should have given this bird. Should have up the wages. Should have up the wages. Should give, give her an extra 50 grand a year. We'd have a Ferrari in the yard. We'd, <laughs> we'd have all those horses in the yard. And we let her go. We let her go. Uh, how good is she going? Like, what, she's been training, what? Not even 18 months yet. Yeah, uh, well, it's, uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, she's a go-getter. Yeah. yeah, good luck. She's had some good yeah. teachers and she's, yeah. she's uh, capitalised on it. But they're really good blokes, uh, Kieran and David, because every time you ask them, um, oh, Annabelle's going great, they say, yeah, we're really happy for it. <laughs> um, well, I bet they mean <laughs> it too. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're really, really happy for her. Uh, here's um, Annabelle Neesham, uh, Ryan Maloney and all the jocks. You know, coming here today, such good fillies in secret. Zagotcha, obviously Kieran's filly, and just seeing them fight out the finish like that was unbelievable. And I stood with David Eustace, a good mate of mine, and I think he thought he'd got it. Uh, I don't think anyone noticed her. We she's, couldn't see her. She's so small, but 
Um, brilliant ride by Ryan. Um, she just needed that bit of luck and just so happy for her owners um, and for Kelly who couldn't make it today, but she'll be screaming, jumping up and down, I'm sure, at home today. We'll see how she pulls up. I, I wondered whether the Coolmore might be a nice race for her over the 15 at Rose Hill, but um, she doesn't need to do a whole lot more ever again, really. But um, yes, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with her. She's just got so much upside. Licking runes after the skirt of the law, but um, look, I was quite bullish about her, her prospects here because, I mean, she didn't see the winner till late the other day and she got going late last 50 metres. So I thought 1,400 from that favourable to draw. I, um, I thought if anything, last day I was probably a little bit tad too close and just took a bit of the dash away at her. But when I landed where I did, I was tickle pink and uh, she'd done the rest. Tyler Schiller, Ruthless Dame. She's as honest as they come. I thought she was very brave, sat deep the trip. I thought she actually got in a great rhythm, came into the race like the winner and the other one just dashed late. But um, I think she'll be very strong up to a mile. Hugh Bowman in secret. I think she's run up to a first up performance and they're a good bunch of fillies and um, she narrowly missed today. James McDonald, Zoo gotcha. Yeah, super performance. She just tugged early just through freshness being first up. But it's nice to know there's plenty of improvement. Karen McAvoy, revolutionary miss. Great run, hit the line really well. Um, she's on target to, to go out to the mile now and be suited. Sam Clipperton, Cinderella days. I thought she's acquitted herself beautifully again. She just probably doesn't quite have the, 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 the match practice at that grade as yet, but um, she's holding her own at, at top level. William Pike, she's a belter. Yeah, a bit of a patchy run race, but um, she ran she ran really well. Brenton O'Dollar Fireburn. Uh, face value a little bit disappointing, but she got back in a muddly run race. And the way she'd be going, she probably wouldn't have been far away from a low draw. So, uh, yeah, jury's out. Brett Preble, Madame Pomery. Yeah, she didn't jump brilliant. I sort of had to go back a little bit further than I wanted. Tempo out of race, it went quite slow and she pulled a bit. Give me a good turn of foot, but had too much to do. OK, uh, let's have a look at this Coolmore market. We will come back to it because there's a couple of other races we want to show you as well. But Anna Visto, who's, uh, we showed you last week, that brilliant winner down in Melbourne, is $4.50 favourite. Um, and uh, we'll get to Hope in Your Heart and Levante a little bit later. But Sunshine in Paris has gone straight in at $8. And Espiona might be back in the mix, $13, although she might be better off staying down in Melbourne where she was brilliant yesterday. Um, That's a race, yep. isn't it? That is a race, and you know, you know, that that is. Look at that market, Anna Vista. I think Nash has booked to ride her. She's she can ride the speed run very fast time the other day, and we got all our good mares there, and and the fillies as well, and Espiona with a confidence back back to the provincials yesterday, and <laughs> and uh, you know if we get a wet track, hinges right there. The Kiwi Levante. The, it's always a great race, the Coolmore, yeah. and there'll be no exception this year. Wasn't that your first Group One win? It was. Yeah, Camino Rose. Camino Rose. Yeah. yeah. Give it a good ride too, Rads. Oh, I was a Give pearl. yourself a wrap. <laughs> um, I don't, Can we talk about worry. a few of the bad ones? Don't, <laughs> don't worry, I had a few of those Tyler Schillers before I rode my first group one. <laughs> <laughs> Here's uh, David Eustace, a delighted David Eustace with Greg Pritchard. <laughs> David Eustace, we spied you having a look at the replay on the big screen in real time. Did you think yeah. it won? I uh, wasn't sure, to be honest. Yeah, I, I wasn't confident. Um, because she just came from not an impossible position, but well, you know she had a pretty average trip throughout the race, and to do what she did was 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 very brave. Enormous run, really. You've just spoken to all of the connections. They've got a look of disappointment on their face. I guess in a day or two they'll be thinking, "Geez, we've got a real good horse on our hands." Yeah, look, they're a sporting bunch. Um, they'll uh, they'll stick around and have a drink and enjoy the day. So, you know, she's shown she's um, up to this class, which we thought she was. Um, 
but it's yeah, obviously just a bit disappointing. Will you go to the Coombe on it? I would think so. Um, that's the logical, uh, the logical thing to do, but we'll see. Okay, and uh, I just can't find the price for her there in the Coolmore. She'll be there somewhere. We'll get back to that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the uh, two-year-olds. More important racing in Sydney yesterday, and, of course, the Blue Diamond. Who's coming to Sydney? Okay, well, the, the Blue Diamond didn't quite work out for Godolphin, but the uh, Skyline did. Corniche, who came out of that Melbourne form, out of the Blue Diamond preview and prelude, uh, goes to the slipper now in three weeks' time after winning this race. And runs faster time than the Phillies as well. He got it put into a beautiful position, one out, one back. He's uh, up and running, he's fit. Jeez, I think Godolphin have got the top five qualifiers for the, the Golden Slipper now. Um, when, you, when you think of it, they've the, they got the exemption with a lot of horses here. Uh, but this horse, very professional. Shinzo, just not as sharp as the winner, I, I, I think. I, look, I think he'd have to be out of the golden slipper pitcher. He wouldn't think he'd run a week no. before. Um, more of a size type now. But I, I still think he's got something to offer over the carnival. And, um, yeah, you can't say much about the rest. The third horse was good. Um, Sideshow's got ability, made some ground late there, but uh, yep, he's earned his spot there, and I, I still think he's up on the fence there, Shinzo. Um, I'd give him another chance. He's too nice a horse yeah. to give up on. Without a doubt. He, he probably, you know what two-year-olds are like, Ronnie, they're educated to come around horses, you know, like to the outside and getting up underneath them. Not, I'm not blaming that and saying he should have won the race, but I definitely think it suits when they, they, they come outside of horses rather than up the inside, and that, that part of the track yesterday wasn't, wasn't a go-zo. Uh, let's go and hear from uh, James Cummings again, also Brent Navdulla and uh, the other jocks. You might, you might think he, was, he succumbed late in proceedings in the Blue Diamond Prelude, but, uh, but to really think about it, for, for Barber to getting past him and, uh, and Little Bros. We executed everything go really well for him today and um, we had to respect James bringing him here today for this race at 1200. I might have thought a little bit suspect with him, but um, like he said, he, he did everything right. I knew where sort of James was throughout and he was able to execute really well and get the job done. James McDonald Shinzu. Yeah, he's a beautiful horse and he's going to make the grade. He's just, it's all coming a bit quick, but once he stretches out over a little bit further and um, gets the right set up, he'll be away. Tim Clark, bases loaded. Yeah, good, strong performance from an on-speed on position. He, he was very brave. Karen McAvoy, sideshow. Lovely run, yeah. He just got a little bit outpaced mid-stages, mid but um, he built up and made his, made his way home in good style. He's going to improve again. Rachel King, Disney. Uh, he got a really lovely run. He was probably just sort of near his top most of the way and will be a lot better when he gets over further. Sam Clifford and make a call. Look, he's a colt with nice ability, but he's just not executing in his races, doing too many things wrong. Toby Jennings, rush hour. I'm still very happy with him. He's, he might have come to the come to the end. He's had a very good first prep. And Regan Bayless, Gambaro. He's probably looking for the 1,400 now. Tyler Sherrod, Spirit. Uh, he's a quality colt. He just needs a little bit further. Robbie Dolan, Tavs. Just got cut wired from that wide gate and just left one thing late. Hugh Bowman, Di Billy. Uh, he just wants a little bit further. Okay, let's hear from uh, Neil Payne now about bases loaded. Tim said he was a little bit lost. He said maybe he wants some blinkers on, but you know, for him to fight on and run third was a terrific run. He didn't give up. So he's a horse with a lot of potential. Um, China Horse Club and Newgate and Jay and Adrian will put their heads together. You know, but look, they 
whether they press onto the slipper or not, you know, try to get him into the slipper with the last week as a question mark, or he might be an ideal size horse, which, you know, I always think Gay and Adrian had, um, the, you know, thinking that he was that. So we'll see. Okay, let's go to the uh, Phillies now, the sweet embrace. And the bubble burst on this uh, very good Queenslander. Uh, she'll go home and spell now, skirt the law. Uh, but with Lazago, Ronnie, it's, it was the millennium form and it's once again about learning to fly now. Yeah, it could well be. It could well be. So, um, Lazago, I still think she's got a peak performance in her. Uh, she presented with a, a, a well-timed run out wide here and uh, she gets the job done. In saying that, Basile was three wide outside the lead and very, very brave. And Blanc de Blanc, boy, oh boy. It was the run of the race. Yeah, yeah the more, you look at the head on of that, she was four deep, no cover the whole race, just about. And, um, you know, if you're back to her, you'd be going home and having a Plonk de Plonk. I don't know about a Blanc de Blanc, but anyway, it was enough to turn you to it. Well, I liked how she handled herself, though, yesterday. First up, she just melted in the yard and she just sort of like, she wasn't there where yesterday she handled herself really well, didn't raise a sweat. Um, and then when you go back on learning to flies run, she actually got really badly hampered, yeah. Blanc de Blanc. So she's an underrated filly. For sure. And sure. like I said, she behaved herself yesterday. And um, I don't know whether she can g get in the slipper, but um, she's a, she's a, she would add interest if she did. She's, Debbie's had a good time. She's won that bonus uh, with Lazago, the women's bonus in the millennium. She comes out and gets a runner in the slipper. and the, Needs the money. Oh, well, the chicken prices have doubled over the last uh, <laughs> 18 months. And the, I, I was reading the chicken snitzer was $38 there at yeah, the bowling club on the, on the news the other night. So things are going well. Uh, what I can't hear you, they've just turned Golden Gate on. The, uh, they must be going in the fourth. Um, we might get that turned down. Uh, if you said anything funny, that was, that was good stuff. Uh, let's, go to, um, let's go to Chris Waller and Hugh Bowman. By the way, Hugh Bowman, we'll get to him in a moment. Uh, can he come back and ride a 54 and a half in the slipper? I don't think so. No, I wouldn't. No. Nah. You can't ride that. Hughie's not at his best riding no. weights like that, you know. Um, not a good waster. No. He knows his level and yeah. his routine. and yeah. that's, um, that's too light. I think he'd rather, if he was going to chase down, he'd chase one of down those nice colts probably, but uh, it, it'll, it'll be tough for him. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the interviews as they switch from Golden Gate to the Beach Boys. Very special filly, and um, good to have you back in town. Yeah, the old firm's back together, really, because Debbie's there as well. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, yeah, it's great that Hughes is back in Sydney, and... Yeah, we've missed him over the last few months. Obviously, there's still great jockeys here in Sydney, but when you're going to Hugh for most of your rides, as well as James, uh, and he's not there, you, that's when you notice the most. So, yeah, we're obviously great to see, it's great to see him doing so well in Hong Kong, but it's also good to get him back here. What do you think about the slipper? Well, she's in the field, so you, you do everything you can to have her at her best on the day. And, it's all about barrier draws, luck and running, and, and having a horse with ability, and she's got that. And what did you think of Shinzo earlier? He was very good. I think um, he wasn't quite ready for that perfect race or perfect run that James gave him. He was in the trail. Maybe if he was out where Lazago was, out with open running, he would be able to utilise his big body, which he hasn't quite furnished yet. Um, so he was vulnerable in the position he was, but lost no respect from me. Great to be back at Randwick, my home track, and uh, to ride a winner for Chris Waller, who's been my biggest supporter for the last, well, the best part of the last two decades. So, um, 
and of course uh, the Ingham family as well, Debbie and the, the team with the, the Wings connection there. So it's just lovely to win for the connections, but very proud of her. She, the race really wasn't under suit. It was a, it's a lot of pace on paper, but it didn't eventuate like that. But look, when I needed her to dig deep, she did exactly that. And, I can see you going better next time. Yeah, she looked like she had good improvement in the parade. Yeah, I think so. You can see your coat hasn't quite come through yet. and You know, I'm not going to judge her too too much. Oh, I haven't seen or had anything to do with her, but she gave me a lovely ride. She's very sensible, and, you know, when she gets in a race where there is tempo, she's going to be much better. Tim Clark, Fasile. Yeah, really brave performance covering ground. She's, uh, she's a really nice filly. James McDonald, Blanc de Blanc. Yeah, she's super. She's going really, really well. Tom Sherry, August Bloom. Yeah, beautiful run. Um, she's a really nice filly and we'll see the best for over 1,400. Chad Schofield, Empress of Wonder. Yeah, she, she was a brave run. We drew wide, we went back. We had cover, but we lost around the 600, but she was game. Karen McAvoy, Saltaire. Yeah, nice one. run by her. She's um, only going to keep improving next prep. Bridget Abdullah, Summer Loving. No, disappointing. She jumped, travelled strongly. We obviously rolled at a good speed, but I was disappointed with how quickly she gave in. Yes, the, uh, the old Winx firm were back together again. True sometimes. Um, when the girls picked little Lazago out last year at Inglis Easter, um, it's a chestnut, so it's sort of against my normal, but they were adamant. Aren't they clever? I've got three wonderful daughters okay, who chose this horse and she's gone on and, and winning today gets her straight in the slipper. So hopefully she pulls up well and she can come around, you know, everything eats up, everything goes well because two-year-olds, they're not always here. We are very excited with the win today. We're not looking too far forward. You take every win as it happens. I saw you in a sweet embrace uh, with you, Bowman, and Chris Waller after winning the sweet embrace stakes like old times, Winx times. It is like old times. Um, look, Winx was an, a phenomenon, and we were so ex so lucky to be a part of it. But to have Huey come back here for the day and be able to ra ride the Zargo in the race, that was a bonus. You just don't know if you can get those things all the time. Um, and Chris, what do you say about Chris? He's just this amazing man that works so hard. Dad saw an, something in him, and now he's got us the slipper runner in our own colours. We have been fortunate being part of slipper winners, but to have it race in our purple, it's wonderful. And, Ronnie, it just dawned on me, I don't know whether Ray wrote it or anyone in the papers, Jack and Bob, they they raced Sweet Embrace, didn't they? Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm sure they did. Yeah, yeah early in the early days, one of their, their first, you know, big horses in, in racing. Yeah, so there you go. Um, Debbie... Daughter of Bob winning the Sweet Embrace with Lazago. Let's go to the Blue Diamond now. Uh, this is an amazing stat. The, the Hayes family have won the Blue Diamond ten times now, and it's uh, Ben and JD's turn. Yeah, three to Colin, six to David, and now the boys. And they're doing a really good job. They run first and third here. And this young man, Michael D, he's a big-time performer. I think he's won, a, well, he's won three big group ones now. The, the Caulfield Cup and, and this and another big one as well, which is, is just out of my mind. But, oh, geez, I think if Don Corleone had the run he had, yeah. he would have won the race. He just got hampered twice in running mm. and just stopped, and he never really got into his rhythm. So he's right back in the golden slipper picture. That might be a Bowman ride. That could be a Bowman ride, <laughs> yeah. So, look, he 
Gone Corleone, this, there's, there's not much between these good bunch of two-year-olds. So mm. There's no real standout. And, and I, I think Kanish proved that yesterday. He came out of one of the Blue Diamond lead-up. So we're not potting the Melbourne form. It, it, it's, you know, these two-year-olds are, are very hard to dissect even yeah. at this, this, short, this short way out. We're going to have a drop-off rate as we go along the next couple of weeks. Uh, but at this stage, it's a, it's a very, very difficult rate, uh, race prior barrier draw. Uh, next week's going to be the, the big week. Learning to fly will go around in the Riesling. Uh, Red Resistance will go around in the Todman. I'm assuming Cafe Millennium will be there as well. Yes. Uh, what are they going to do with Cylinder? Will Cylinder have one more, do you think? Um, I'd say he will, if not a trial at least. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Platinum Jubilee likely to go around in the Riesling. Yeah, she's uh, had we'll a few Wait runs, for yeah. Barber. What about that red Wait. resistance trial the other day? Yeah, I hope he didn't leave it there. He's, yeah. he's broke the sound barrier there. <laughs> and I think King's Gambit's going to have uh, a run looking for redemption okay. in the Todman. Um, so we've got the Todman and the Riesling, the Pago Pago and the Magic Knight the following week, and also the Black Opal becomes an important race as well with the prize money that gets them into the race. So five more races to come before we have that final field. Let's take a break. We'll come back. More on the uh, Coolmore, this Coolmore that's shaping up to be a great race. Hoping your heart was back yesterday for this, uh, this bloke, Kerry Parker, who keeps doing amazing things. What about this mare? Hope in your heart, winning the Guy Walter, a group two, and now it's on to the Coolmore. What a mare. Mm. Uh, what desire. Um, this is the, the steady race early and she's in a, had work to do because this is the quickest last 600 of the day. Um, last 600 of the day. So her sectionals must have been amazing without looking. Well, you don't have to look at them. You'd know that. Um, she's so game. She just barges yeah. out and she's a she's just got killer instinct. I love how she over. pins the ears back every time she chases the line. Um, I thought she was going to be a fraction unlucky there for a while, but then when uh, more profits just dropped off enough so Timmy Clark could angle out, but once he got clear running, she pinned the ears back and dropped down another gear. She was, she was good. She was really good, I thought. Saying that, look at the horse behind the leader here, Mustang Valley. Uh, you could make a very strong case she should have won. She's a proven Group 1 winner, admittedly on wet tracks in New Zealand, but that was a big run from her, and she's right in the Coolmore mix as well. For sure. Um, that more, was More yeah, profits was gained. Travelled through and yeah, for a while, she was really good, and so was Yearning. Uh, Yearning was excellent considering the way that race was run. So there's lots of names in the picture for Coolmore, that Coolmore, there's no doubt, and there'll probably be some disappointing horses not getting in it. Uh, Kerry Parker, Tim Clark, and the jockeys. Huge heart, you know, they named her really well. She's got plenty of it. She, uh, she had to push her way out there today, but she was really tough. And uh, once she sort of got to the outside, I thought it was game over. It was good. What did you think coming here today? What are her trials, her track work? What was that telling you? I, I thought if she didn't win today, she's not as good as I thought. I was pretty confident coming here. Uh, you know, I thought this would be the weakest run she'll run in this prep. I think I'm hoping that she can just keep taking the steps now. So it keeps getting tougher. Obviously, the Coolmore Classic high on the agenda? Oh, very much so. That'll be where we'll line up next. But, uh, no, just absolutely thrilled to, to win this race, named after Guy Walder too, you know. Uh, with the connection with uh, Jamie and also got a horse in the barn for Wendy. So it's uh, yeah, terrific uh, result to win this. Until you sort of really wake her up, she just goes through the motions a little bit. She's very unassuming. But, um, 
very talented and, and got a real good good will to win. And if she can get side of the bunny, she's uh, she'll run through a brick wall for you to beat him. So you had to do a little bit of bullocking there at the 200. Yeah, I had a few flashbacks from um, first up last week when she went to the line untested, but. Um, once she sort of was able to gather momentum and get to the outside, she was always going to pick them up. Chad Schofield likes spur run. Yeah, she ran really well. We enjoyed a good trip. She looked the winner at the furlong, but she just got run down late. She'll be sure strip fitter for that too. Karen McAvoy, more profits. Great run. Ended up without cover, but she put up a great performance. Um, we dropped in with some cover. She would have gone close. Brenton Abdullah yearning. Uh, yeah, she was stiff. Look, obviously, she didn't have any tactical speed in a slow race. I just needed Timmy to get me out of trouble, and he just got enough to win the race and I just needed him out a fraction earlier but she went really well. Sam Clipperton, Mirror Vision. Oh, um, terrific first up effort. Um, there was probably no other spot for me to leave but we had a nice time. She gave a good kick and just got a bit tired late first up. Andrew Atkins, Norwegian Bliss. Uh, I thought she was deserving to be right in the finish then. Um, she, she got into a really nice rhythm, come through her gears nicely but just lacked that last furlong. Um, whether she's looking for a mile or a little break, just a restart. Um, I don't know. James McDonald Dynasties. The back slowly run race, you make Bill Brown. Okay, let's go over to New Zealand now, and here's Lavonde. This was Lavonde's fourth Group One success, and we're hoping to see Lavonde in Australia. Side coming quickly. Lark Creek fights hard, then chase over on the inside. Here it is, Lavonde. Lark Creek won't sit down, but it is Lavonde. She's about a length in front now, and she's shooting for another Group One. Lark Creek tries really hard, but Lavonde to the line. Lavonde soft in the finish. Lark Creek chasing. Then we had perfect scenario. Priest of her lightning jackpot. Yes, uh, they're going to sit down, uh, Ken and Bev Kelso, and the uh, the ownership group, and work out where to go next but hopefully we'll see her. That was a mile there yesterday. Hopefully we'll see her over here. They've put her in at uh, $8 for this Coolmore Classic. Now, more on this race. We looked at this market before. Uh, we've spoken about hope in your heart. Levante's obviously very good, Ronnie. But over the page, you'll get to uh, Purple Pay and also Alcohol Free. Purple Pay, $15 for William Haggis. An alcohol-free, the $10 million mayor who's about to arrive or has arrived in Australia for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. Now, 18 horses arrived yesterday at the Canterbury Quarantine Centre. This is an amazing number and the, the majority of them are trained by internationals with William Haggis and Joseph O'Brien. There's, there's quite a few that are coming here to be trained by Australians as well, but unprecedented. And, and it's not just for one race. They're spread uh, the right carnival. across the carnival, mm. starting with the Coolmore. Yeah, well, boy, oh boy, we're, we're, we're raving about how good our horses are and how we're finding it hard to split them. Are they going to be upstage? We, we've got to start lining these horses out once they arrive and set their, their, you know, their feet down on our territory. Like you said, 18 of them have yesterday, and, we're, and that's before the Japanese have made a decision whether to come. No, and, not, yeah. and they had a, you know, the, 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 they had that Saudi Cup on last night. It was worth 30 million, and they run first, third, fourth, fifth, and <laughs> and, and, and and they just call, you know, the Japanese form. If they decide to come on the on the on the plane, that's another situation altogether. Yeah. Yep. Well, there, there is a, a very good chance the Japanese may be coming as well. Let's go to the Liverpool City Cup. Think about it. Joe Pride decided to have a crack off benchmark racing. He was thinking about the Newcastle Stakes coming up, but this race was there, it was first, and he decided to go with it. No, he's just too good, Joe. He is just too good. He, just the way 
he nurtures these horses and he can put a picket fence next to them and jumps in grade so quickly within four runs. Where is the ceiling to this horse? Like honestly, like he just, what I love about him Ronnie is how versatile he is. Like he can come from anywhere. Like yesterday, lightweight, good to see Sammy clipping and getting, you know, like that was a big push, Sammy getting yeah. into that weight. But it, it was just a walk in the park for him. Honestly, I, I, this horse, I, he could really make the grade, this horse. Well, he could be a Stradbroke horse. Mm. You know, the, the, that's, that's a big statement, and Joe's even mentioning that now. And he's adaptable. Mm. You know, like he found himself in a messy little race there yesterday, and he just took it by the scruff of the neck. I've yep. seen him come from second half of the field. Um, Joe says he's still a big baby. Um, so what is there to come? Um, you know, he beat up some, some proven horses there. You know, um, I thought Bandersnatch was terrific first up. Um, I thought Gravina was very honest again. Um, I think they got the tactics in retrospect wrong with Quantico, dragging back to last, that that was never going to, well that didn't work as it unfolded. And it's just a mystery how bad Profondo went. Yes, what's, what's going on there? Like, I don't know, I, I think they'll put the vet over him and mm. um, you know, I, I would say disappointing if he run, you know, fourth or fifth beat in two lengths, but he's run last, there's got to be another issue. Yeah. He's just, he's not that bad. No. Uh, let's go to Joe Pride. And just on Sam Clippen and uh, Corey, I think um, it's about time you just play Sam Clippen in interviews to your apprentice school to show how an interview should be conducted. Well, it's He's great. so good at it. It's great for me because I only have to ask one simple question and Sammy just runs with the whole lot. Yeah. He gives you such a great um, yeah, insight to the horse, like on what's happened. It's, he's, he's the best at it. Here's Joe and Sam. It was pretty breathtaking, just for a for a young horse still learning his trade. And don't get it wrong, he's he's four years old, but he's a baby. And um, what we're going to see from him, and I think I said this the other day, but you know, 12 months, um, six months maybe, um, really special. Um, horses just don't do what he's what he's done in the last four starts. So I think we'll probably aim at the Stradbroke with him. I'll never make a decision on a racetrack. We'll get him home and have a look at him, but. What I saw today was, um, if that isn't a group one horse in the making, I haven't seen one. When he won that midweek race at Warwick Farm, I knew we had a pretty special horse, and he's just, um, you know, he raised the bar and he, he exceeds, well, it doesn't exceed expectations, but he does what good horses do, and that's win. And, um, you know, he's just added another string to his bow today in his versatility and leading a race. I had no plans to go out there and lead, but um, he just jumped and found himself in a lovely rhythm, and. Thought I got a lightweight, rock-hard fit horse and we'll find out how good he is today and he's pretty bloody good. Now the Queenslanders obviously were disappointed with uh, Skirt the Law, now not going to the Golden Slipper, but they did have something to cheer about. This very good horse who's had problems, he's had a long time off, but he's been good for a while, Uncommon James, and he, he gives everyone their first. Ben Thompson, his first group one on top and Steve O'Day and Matt Hoisted, their first group one win in the Oakley Plate. No, this is a very good horse. This is a very good horse. He's, he's won six of eight, two seconds. Um, he rode a very hot speed and still sprinted off it. I'd love to see him here for the Galaxy. Uh, oh, he's a beautiful Galaxy horse. Yeah. Uh, he's early in his preparation and he's, he's a fine young rider, the young yeah, mate, his first. I was about to say, he has gone to another level, Benny Thompson. I watch him up there in Brisbane all the time and um, when he first arrived up there, I watched him on the winner at the Gold Coast, and I, I thought he was like a, a European jockey. I didn't know who it was, but he's, he's gone to another level. Congratulations, mate. You're riding well. 
And uh, he won me over the Magic Millions Carnival in, just listening to him in an interview. He, he said he knew every horse he was following. He knew where the bias was on the day. So he must be a really good... And that's, I look for that in jockeys, you know, mm. just be a little bit of a form student in your own right. Yep. Lofty Strike was good. Asafora was good. And King of Sparta back in distance was good as well. So it was, it's a good race. It's a good race. And Ben's dad, Jason Thompson, is one of the greatest greyhound trainers of all time. Uh, he's got that in his background as well. Um, let's go to a break. And when we come back, the other races uh, will wrap up the rest of the Ramwick program. Uh, let's wrap up the Ramwick program yesterday and uh, go back to the first. Nathan Dorr continues to rack up these midways and Dalalart did it again. Well, it was all after, over after 200 metres when he found the 1-1. I had him back near the second half of the yeah. field. So, perfect ride. Gets him home again and he's going really, really well. And to bring him back in distance, um, I thought it was excellent. Mabel, she's held a form. So, the uh, midway form held up there. Uh, two last start winners of the race. Much better from Prince Invincible. And super bright, the barrier didn't help uh, her chances. Stable made the winner and might, her turn mightn't be too far off. This is a sharp horse. This is a very sharp. This is a, oh, I think this horse is going to be a really nice horse. I heard them say that, you know, they've had offers from Hong Kong, but it, Ronnie, he hasn't put it together yet. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's, he's going that quick. His legs are everywhere. Um, when Timmy Clark asked him to extend, mate, he, he just put him to the sword. You don't see that often. You know, once they've overdone it yeah. and things and you think, one looms up, you think, oh, has this horse got a kick? But he just changed gears. Yep. And he's, oh, obviously, he's much better than a in a highway horse, but he'd, you'd be taking him back to another one just to pinch a few dollars because he'll win it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be It's another 1,000 metre highway, and, and Dollar Magic is not far off. Lovely return. And the third filly is well-bred and lightly raced as well, and uh, only a three-year-old sumptuary. Uh, she'll win a 1,200 highway for sure in the near future. So I say that's pretty strong, uh, this race. There, there, I, I don't think there's too many uh, doubts about that. This horse is a really nice horse as well. This could well be a lightweight Sydney Cup horse, a glory days. He, 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 he just lacked the sprint there, but you got to like the way he dug in late. He, he ate a by a great ride, J-Mac, put him in the right spot. The second horse. Bowl, bowl back, back. Oh, mate. You, you stick with him if you want, but he did. <laughs> I concede he should have probably won. Yeah. I'll leave him to you. Yeah, well, that's what I was about to say. He's, you go back through his replays and he's, he's a problem child, but he just... Yeah, yeah, I don't think he helps the riders a lot. There's another nice horse yeah. here, claim the crown. The, the quicker they geld him, the better. Mm -hmm. um, well, you don't need, need these old, these imports, you know, looking for 2,400. You don't want to leave these horses. Colts, just, just geld him yep. and make a horse out of him. He's, he's a lad. Uh, you know, he, he, it's not as if he played up, but he's, he, he knows he's a stallion. He, yeah. You've got to get some of that weight off him and the weight's between his back legs. Yeah. So he, he'll make it if they geld him, I reckon. Oh, and Mac, uh, Corey, Ronnie's uh, middle name's Billy, not silly. <laughs> 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 and look at old mate here. Yeah. Look at old mate here. I've been on him every start, this preparation. Jumped off, everyone else jumps on, and look what he does to me. Uh, he's, look, I reckon he's just taken a little... He's a big horse. He's a big, heavy horse. I reckon he's just taken needed recent racing, this horse, much, much better. I actually, I thought it was a good ride by Brock. He, he, you know, he had to work a little bit early to get up and over, but he, he wasn't going to let the favourite out of his sights, as in Sonora. Um, yeah, he, he just, 
he's riding well, Brocky. He's not getting the opportunities that he did last winter when he was up in Brisbane, but um, they'll come. Yeah, they'll come. He's too consistent. Yep. He's too. He's had injuries and yeah. setbacks. And yeah. And he can ride light. That's the, that's the good thing about it. Yeah. No, he's he'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. And well done to Sarah Ryan who trains at Wong. She's only been training for 12 months, and that was her first Saturday winner. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, the Albury uh, qualifier yesterday. It's a doubleheader this weekend. Albury yesterday. The New Haven Park Country Championships coming up at Tamworth today. But first, the provincial midways are underway. At Kembler on Thursday, they had the first heat. Side Crackalacker, sprinted up here with Spatspav Bowie Byron underneath Crackalacker. Esson trying to get to them. Artie Zora's on the far side as well. Hasty Duchess is running on. Esson got to Crackalacker, hit the front. Herb finishing late, but it's Esson. Esson, the first to Ranwick, beat Herb either Crackalacker or Hasty Duchess. fifty to go. And the leader, Gasonic, from Rocket Tiger, well inside Carnival Miss. And here comes our last cash with a great run. And so too, Bailden down the outside, tap and run. And Bianco Volano is steaming through in the centre. Here comes Bianco Volano, hits the front from our last cash. And Bianco Volano wins it brilliantly from our last cash, Barandana. And up there for fourth was Bailden in behind them, Scarlet Prince, tap and run. Had a great prep and... Um well, disappointed yeah, last start, he sort of, um, his racing pattern was upside down. We took him to Tatura and trial him, he trialed, that was an enormous trial, and um, jumped, came off the float today just bouncing, and he was just in the zone. Yeah, massive thrill, sort of, um, probably one of my biggest thrills since I've come here, especially on the home track, and um, yeah, I thought I was on the right horse, he trialed really well, and once I got the split, um, it was all over. What a you know, tough effort. Look, he, he, uh, I think he'll enjoy a trip away. He sweated up quite badly probably beforehand. It is him a little bit, but um, sometimes a you know, trip away just helps him a little bit and settles him. So, yeah, look, he was gutsy. He got out there and just got one better, one better beat him on the day. Yeah, he went terrific. He had a, had a nice run in the race. And all credit to Stubbsy and his team. Their horse was just a better horse on the day. And... Um, yeah, like you said, it's it's um, no mean feat running second in a in a good race like this. Okay, now let's have a look at a few markets, and we'll have a look at Gary Harley's tips as well. Firstly, today's uh, race. Uh, now Ezekiel's been favourite for this series for quite a while, actually. I was reading a story this morning about Cody Morgan. He's he's just not sure whether he can get the fourteen hundred. If he runs the 1400, wins the day, then he'll be sold on this horse, whether he, you know, deserves to be a real favourite for the final, I mean, all in. But there's the market for today, Ezekiel Akasawa and, uh, and Boots Scooter. Ronnie, you saw him win at the Magic Millions. This was this horrible day before they uh, called them off, but he, his last two runs, he's gone to another level. He has. He's an interesting runner today, and uh, that'll really shape this market um, on what he does today. You know, we're... It's hard to line up that heavy, you know, restricted Magic mm. Millions form until it's proven. So, yeah, it, it, I think Cody's right. Um, you know, he was he was terrific on a day where it was just wishy-washy and all over the place. So, he's a nice horse, but I get what Cody's saying, and he he yeah, we'll see what he does today at 1400 first up for a while. But he puts a space in him here. He's a nice yeah. horse, nice horse. Uh, Gary Harley is uh, tipping 
Ezekiel. He'll be with me on the coverage uh, later today. Uh, we'll put Gary's tips up on the screen. And we've still got Maruya next Sunday. Then Canamble the following Sunday. And then two wild cards at Goulburn for the Southern Horses and Scone for the Northern Horses. And that's either side of Golden Slipper Day, the Friday and the Sunday, either side of Golden Slipper Day. Bootscooter will run well. Running Bear will run well too for Jan Bowen, I'd think. So it's a very good race. It's going to tell us a lot more today because at the moment there is no standout in the horses that have gone through to the final for the country championships. Okay, thank you, uh, Ronnie and Duff. Safe driving home. The street should be cleared by now. Oh yes, yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be clear. There's not many cars on the road this morning, and uh, we're very short-staffed here this morning as well. <laughs> <laughs> just, just before we go, I want to say, uh, Glenn Schofield, congratulations, mate. Yeah. Great career, yes. uh, good friend, good competitor. Um, happy retirement, mate. I'll be able to spend his millions. I don't feel like he'll <laughs> yeah. enjoy his retirement. I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, thank you. See you uh, when I see you. And thanks for joining us, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll join you later this afternoon from Tamworth.